Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your host, Tim. And Shannon. It's opinion, fact, information, and your alert system. Stay tuned and enjoy the show. And welcome to Right Spokane Perspective. On this Throwback Thursday episode, we have Arnie Woodard in the studio with us today. It is a Throwback Thursday with Arnie Woodard, but we are also looking for ways forward. We're going to jump into a conversation with him, former councilman from the city of Spokane Valley, after inspiration. Our inspiration today is I Can See You. The optometrist helped three-year-old Andreas adjust his first pair of glasses. Look in the mirror, she said. Andreas glanced at his reflection, then turned to his father with a joyful and loving smile. Then Andreas's father gently wiped the tears that slipped down his son's cheeks and asked, What's wrong? Andreas wrapped his arms around his father's neck. I can see you. He pulled back, tilted his head, and gazed into his father's eyes. I can really see you. As we prayerfully study the Bible, the Holy Spirit gives us eyes to see Jesus, the image of the invisible God. However, even with our vision cleared by the Spirit, we can grow in knowledge through Scripture. We can still see only a glimpse of God's infinite immensity on this side of eternity. When our time on earth is done, or when Jesus fulfills his promise to return, we will see him clearly. We won't need special glasses in that joy-filled moment when we see Christ face-to-face and know him as he knows each one of us, the beloved members of the body of Christ, the church. The Holy Spirit will infuse us with his faith, hope, and love. We need to stand firm until we gaze at our loving and living Savior and say, I can see you, Jesus. I can really see you. Heavenly Father, please help us to see you clearer and know that you intimately walk with us every day. May we faithfully, from now until the day that you call us home, rejoice in the plans that you have made for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I definitely think that seeing clearly and understanding uh, the wisdom of our Savior is important, but I don't know how many people in government see clearly with where their head is at. I'm not sure what the view is like, but we do have Arnie Woodard in the studio with us today because, uh, well, he's no longer inside of the fog of government, and maybe he has a clearer view of what's going on and and, uh, where we're going from here. The glasses are off. So, well, I think that the glasses are off, but, you know, when you you leave government, a lot of these folks kind of use those bifocals because they can get a clearer sight from a distance without having to be right there of what government's doing. So how are you enjoying uh, retirement? Still downloading, still uh, decompressing. Trying to recover? Uh, uh, so far, the, the psychological recovery has not started yet. The uh, psychologists and, and uh, psychiatric ward uh, people are still trying. Still trying. <laughs> well, it is only February. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do think many of the chambers in government probably should have padded walls, but that's, uh, you know, looking at Congress or all the way down to our state legislature and often city governments. Now, the city of Spokane Valley, I think, looking in that direction, I don't think that they had to fund the padded walls because the craziness didn't quite get there, it didn't seem, in your uh, time in office. Uh, we have powder walls. You just haven't seen them. Um, actually, uh, the reconstruction of City Hall, I'll just say this, has gone along well. The, they're, they've been back in the council chamber since January 1. However, they're still working on the final stuff. They finally got the windows in, um, and they've 
got most of the brickwork done. So the council chambers are almost rebuilt. Um, and we had some padded walls there, certainly. Yeah. Uh, well, certainly. that was for sound, though, not uh, psychology. Well, right? uh, it minimized yeah, okay. the concussion factor, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, you, you get tired of beating your head against the raw wood and stuff, let me tell you. Uh, or even the, the dia's top and so on. Um, but we have the basement that's unfinished that we can certainly lock ourselves in and scream and yell and nobody can yeah. hear us and do anything about it. And, and it's uh, 56,000 square feet or whatever it is. Wow. Uh, so it's, well, it's, it's like a lot of the homes that are built. They, uh, you know, for decades, even old houses from the fifties oh, still yeah. don't have those unfinished uh, basements yet. So, well, the way the city of Spokane Valley is growing personnel wise, that space I'm certain will be utilized within the next five years. And they'll probably be looking at, even putting a, the south wing addition on. The uh, south, uh, the wing has engineers, planners, and all that, but uh, we have the fire escape already there, the, the um, stairwell and that kind of thing, and everything has stubbed those, that end of the building so that they could put on the three-story addition. They probably wouldn't do the basement, but they can put on a three-story addition that would probably handle another 50 employees. So designed for growth, and that growth in the city of Spokane Valley is needed because of, uh, you know, a good example of Bezos and Amazon leaving the Seattle area. They're moving their some offices to Bellevue, but people are escaping these uh, left-wing strongholds where crime is out of control, city government is overtaxing, uh, putting regulations on businesses. We don't even realize we're in Washington State, and so we feel some of the bad policies, but if you're in a place like Seattle, their municipal government has gone way overboard, uh, even in their authority in controlling every aspect of life. And yep. it just makes life hard and expensive. So people are moving to the city of Spokane Valley because it's a much better run place. Well, we're certainly getting some to uh, slow down on their way to Idaho, Montana, Las Vegas, to Nevada, Texas, wherever else. They're at least coming through Spokane Valley. And quite frankly, there's quite a bit of the words gotten out that Spokane Valley is very different than the rest of the the state and particularly the rest of the, the uh, Spokane County, we still have a lot to do. And the growth uh, in the government personnel is somewhat due to the mandates the state government has done. That certainly was eight employees this last year, seven or eight, uh, in, in uh, regard to stormwater. Um, we certainly have homeless that um, as long as you deal with homeless the way it's being dealt with everywhere else in the state and the city and the county, city of Spokane and the county, uh, you're going to have more growth in personnel because it doesn't work and you're going to need a lot of people to account for the money that nobody ever audits so that it's always wasted. Um, we have a plan that doesn't, well, shouldn't do that, but I'm not on council anymore, so I am not one of the premier, if you will, uh, advocates for the homeless and a common sense type approach to it. Uh, it's certainly all through our plan if they would follow and do follow the plan. That's hard to say. Well, our state and the regulations have kicked the uh, nonprofit world, mainly churches, mm -hmm. out of the whole drug and homeless issue. And that's why government's failing is because they don't have a good approach when other organizations have had a good approach. Mm -hmm for uh, generations, a mm -hmm. uh, hundred years ago, they knew how to deal with people that needed to be held accountable. They held them accountable instead of just throwing money at them. So, exactly. you know, thinking about the politics of what you left, and of course, uh, it was the city council's fault that concrete cracks and a contractor didn't compact the ground properly. And, you know, that that's the kind of thing in politics is that 
you have a policy, you have building codes, you have contracts, and there was a failure in a contract, but politically, the news, uh, some of the citizenry, if it meets their political agendas and their groups they're involved with, go after a city council because of a construction failure that had nothing to do with the council at all. Absolutely. And in fact, Smirkle, I mean, Mr. Merkel was one of the premier uh, people that uh, is all over uh, the city hall uh, problems and so on. And uh, uh, now he's inside. Let's see what he can do about it. He can't do anything about it. In fact, if he's not careful, he's going to augment some rather major lawsuits in a number of areas because he doesn't abide by any rules, laws, codes, or anything else. He is exempt, in his mind, from everything. But that's and, so many political bodies that we have today. Like, I see that yeah. all the, the city of Spokane, the council in, in oh, Spokane, yeah. operates that way and has for a long time. When but really, Spokane Valley hasn't. It hasn't because folks like yourself on the council realized that fulfilling contracts have to be done so... It's just like if you're going to get the roof fixed on your house, you sign a contract with a contractor. Mm -hmm. It's not your fault if they make a mistake. It's their job to warranty that, their work. That's right. And it's in the contract. That's, that's the important right. thing. So City Hall is getting fixed. So that political uh, football that they created in a, in a construction error was, was really just political noise. And too uh -huh. often we are, are bothered by the press and you know, aspiring politicians, whatever, with political noise. Now mm -hmm. that you're outside of that, uh, it's probably easier to see because they're not attacking you in those areas where you have to try to defend yourself and say, wait a minute, that's contractor's fault. Mm -hmm. I'm working on grind and overlay project funding, mm -hmm. right? So I look at the city of Spokane and the amount of money wasted, huge budget holes, but that's not the only holes in the city of Spokane. I know you've driven through the city a few times. We have the worst roads on the planet. I mean, it'd be better if they were dirt because you could just grate them. Exactly. No, I agree with you. And there's, we have a few sections in the valley that are like that. And I've voted against uh, repairing them or doing the, not repairing, because you can't. They're total uh, remove and, and reconstruct, which is eight times, nine times, nine dollars to every dollar that you put in a gr uh, grind and overlay. And I much rather preserve what's already preservable and make it so that it's good as opposed to taking the 17 or 18 sections of, of road that we have that are going to have to be tore out all the way down to the water lines and everything else and start it over <clears throat> and, and save the roads we can. You know, the nice thing point. about that, though, it, those projects, and I know in the city of Spokane, they actually, there was some wisdom. Uh, it's been a long time, but there was some wisdom on the council. <laughs> And they said, look, we're not going to go. Remember Spokane 20 years ago? Mm -hmm. It was like, it, it looked, our roads looked like Tetris. Mm -hmm. There was just little patches and cutouts mm -hmm. and L shapes everywhere because different agencies dig yep. into the road. Well, they said, no, if we're going to dig into a road, we're going to do a reconstruct on it. And the nice thing about that is then it's not municipal government doing the reconstruction. It's a contractor that can be held accountable. And so those roads mm -hmm. don't need to be touched again for 20, 30, 40 years. Hopefully that's the case. And and actually what has helped that is, and you're about, about the right timetable of when the cities, city of Spokane Valley is 21 years old this year in March. So 20 years ago is about right, a little bit newer than that, that they all agreed in the county, Cheney and everybody else, that we have a road cut policy. 
we put in a new road, you're not touching it for five years, period, with rare exception. And that helps eliminate that. That also helps keep the road from deteriorating prematurely because when you have a cut in the middle of your road, all the edges are always going to flay and you can get water and delaminate and all the rest of it. Um, so there's a lot of technical That's stuff you, to That's where you it. have sinkholes that no, uh, yeah, the, garbage <laughs> trucks fall into, right? Uh, so far, not in the valley, but hopefully never. Well, we had that happen in the city of Spokane. Oh, yes, I know, you know, I, know, I saw week that. And, a half ago. and so those are the main things that government should focus on. And I know that you did a lot of that in all of the discussions we had while you were on the council and you gave us updates and, and also when you were campaigning mm-hmm. on the work that you'd still like to see completed, mm-hmm. like the bridging of the valley. Mm-hmm. Those are the most important things, but Absolutely. so many people in government are influenced by media. We've got all these political action groups on, on maybe you could say both sides of the political aisle. They're looking for favors to be done. So municipal government is spending so much money and time in those areas instead of focusing on how do we hire more police? How do we keep the streets safer? They can certainly be distracted that way. Uh, I would say that because we have run a, a republic form of government now for about eight years in the Valley, Uh, where the council sets policy and the bureaucratic staff are to implement, that we've gotten away from a lot of that influence. However, there are individuals that are influenced, and they create a lot of problems. And you got a new one on there right now that's influenced by every kook I think there is, uh, because he really, and he's put it out on his own own websites and his own uh, blog programs and all the rest. I'm here to disrupt, destroy, and remove what's been done. Wow, that's a great policy platform for a candidate. Something's been working well, and I want to remove it. Well, are there still corrections that need to be done? Sure, there are. Right, we never got a hundred percent of the apple on anything. Well, and that's but it takes time and money. Yeah, the government it's it's always a a moving target on on what fires need to be put out. Right, that's why we (laughs) call on government when there's a pothole that arrives in our main intersections on our way to work. We call the fire department when there's a fire. We don't just have a fireman on every corner. Mm -hmm. It's not affordable. You can't have an officer on every corner. You can't afford it. But you've got to serve the citizenry in that Republican form of government as as best you can. And we have too many people serving ideologies and Mm -hmm. and plans and agendas uh, that that they you know maybe they all want to run for congressional district five i don't know we're going to talk about the way forward here on the second (laughs) half with arnie woodard so we're going to take a quick break don't go anywhere because i think he's got some wisdom after a dozen years vote arnie woodard vote arnie woodard no i'm just kidding yeah the problem is you're not on the ballot i think that might be an issue oh for congress maybe no i i don't i know that you're joking not interested but there is a handful of people so we'll talk about a few of those things on the second half we're here with arnie woodard and he used to come to the show quite a bit to give us updates in the city Spokane Valley and uh, definitely the the progress they've made out there towards getting the the bridging projects done for the city of Spokane Valley and uh, basic governance and that's kind of what we want to talk about today and of course in that way forward there was a a laughing announcement that was not an announcement Arnie Woodard during the break (laughs) did say he is not going to run for another political office including Congress so don't call him don't don't uh, you know start making signs because he's uh, enjoying his retirement it sounds like and so the way forward it's kind of a bad way to say it because we had a mayor, the new mayor of the city of Spokane, campaigned on there's a better way. And all I see is platitudes by these politicians. And as those platitudes grow in the media, the cost of every portion of our government goes up, but the results 
and return on investment diminishes. So jump on in with, uh, you know, the way forward uh, for, for Washington here. Well, first of all, I would, I'm a man of faith, and so subsequently most of those that have supported me, which is in the t- tune of fifteen to 18,000 voters in the past, know that please always pray for your government. Pray for those that are trying to serve you, that they get wisdom from the Holy Spirit. Believe me, uh, I ask for wisdom every day, and it is granted if you are sincere and faith This is an example of, of God's people speaking in unison. We have a, a great supporter of Right Spokane Perspective that encouraged us to do the same thing. And now uh, my, my beautiful co-host is going to be handing you a flyer <laughs> because... It's also on, on our the, website. On the Right Spokane Perspective website, that's, you know, rightspokaneperspective.com, is a prayer guide. For the Washington legislature so that we can pray for our leaders, whether we like them or not. It's like praying for your neighbor, whether you like them or not. And uh, I think if we pray in unison, God's people can stand for righteousness in our community through prayer. But but it also takes action after you gain some wisdom after that prayer. Well, I I have made it a point of praying for our president of the United States for a great number of years daily, multiple times. My wife is sitting here, and she would agree with you that that has been a part of our prayer program for a very, very long time. doesn't matter who the president is. It's the office. And God's will would whomever's holding it work God's will for the public, as they have sworn to do, and to do things in a righteous, God-fearful, but positive direction and in positive earnestness, if you will. Um, and I, if I was talking to my buddies over a beer, I'd say manly way, man up. And, you know, if you, I have found in my life that whenever I have asked for uh, wisdom, I take a direction. This is true in 12 years at city council as well. And I move forward, even if it was not the right direction but my intent and my heart was in the right direction. It's amazing what God works out to make it come around to where it should be. And so I really do earnestly say to the followers of this show and, and to your neighbors and friends when you talk to them, just hold your, their, your local politicians, your state politicians, federal, your fire districts, you name it, whoever is elected, hold them in God's sight and ask for God's wisdom and will for them. We all need it. I'll tell you, in my life, I know it works. Prayer is incredibly powerful. I wouldn't be talking to you if it wasn't. And you can call me about that if you want to know what that's about. But I am uh, doing well from what happened last year. And I've just, as far as election is concerned, a way forward, you got to do a better job, in my opinion, of vetting those you're going to vote for. You want to see a uh, quagmire and a laughing stock of the county right now? Just go out to Spokane Valley's council meetings. They are an absolute disaster with the new guy that replaced me. That's his desire and design. You can stop that, but you've got to have to step up and do it with prayer and action. And that's true of everything. If you're going to vote, please make your vote a a definitely designed and researched 
Um, and hey, wait I, a minute! I got my ballot. I recognize that name. You know, oh, what? good. If it's Arnie Woodard, vote for I, I, him. Well, but anyhow, well, I, I just <laughs> I, I recognize the name. You know, and a lot of people vote that way. They yes, just recognize they do. the name, which is why on this show, uh, for one, to cover both things is that you know go to rightspokaneperspective.com, <laughs> yep. and you'll see there that there's a prayer guide. But during election season, you'll also find all the interviews we do with yep. candidates because. Yep. People get that flyer in the mail, and they all say the same thing: fix the roads, solve homelessness. <laughs> do, you know, they all say the same three, you know, bullet points, and and half of them are lying, and uh, uh, probably a quarter of them have really bad plans to spend a lot of money on things oh. that don't work. And then there's another quarter of the candidates that might actually have a chance at doing something right. Yep. And, and so we have to make informed decisions yes. as voters. But I also think that uh, you know when we're when we're praying. And I think the the action of prayer that you're talking about, it calms the spirit, calms the soul. You know, you're seeking wisdom and you gain patience through your own prayer. Don't ever ask for patience. I learned <laughs> with, with my children, I never pray for patience because you're going to get it the hard way. And so in politics, yeah. I definitely don't want patience. I want perseverance. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I... You know, praying for politicians you don't approve of oftentimes is really helpful. Right now, as far as praying for the president, I just hope that he makes it off stage and up and down stairs because yeah. right now our country is not viewed as strong. No, I, I agree with that. And, and uh, sometimes we don't have the best options to vote for. But And I don't like uh, the better of two evils statement necessarily because perhaps they're not evil. You just don't know what they are capable of. 12 years ago, I was the better of two evils. My opponent was much better known, particularly in the Valley, than I was through the uh, party that she represented, which I don't represent a party. I am nonpartisan, which I'm supposed to be, but much better known and had a huge following of the school crowds. Well, that's a lot of people in Spokane mm -hmm. Valley. When you got 24 grade schools and you got, what, eight, nine uh, secondary, and then you've got the, the high schools, which now are sitting at about seven, I believe it is, between the three districts, uh, there are a lot of people know her. And I took $5,564, and I won the campaign. Which is a, an amazing testament because you fast forward to today. I know when I ran for council, I raised a record for the district I was running mm -hmm. in. I raised a record amount of $30,000. Um, and then my competitor, and this was a decade ago almost mm -hmm. now, doubled that amount. Then I ran for city council again, and I raised a similar amount of money. And my opponent was uh, oh, well over $100,000. To defeat you. To defeat me with outside money also being mm -hmm. spent. And, and so that's one of the problems we have, I think, with elections is there's so many different factors now mm -hmm. in an election, not just the newspaper calling everyone a racist and putting out propaganda, but because we have plenty of that. But it's the money. Really, it's whoever's going to spend the most amount of money in advertising in the local news is going to get their support, and they're going to demonize the, the other. And so it's marketing. It's like the government marketing. How much money do we spend for the government, you know, health districts, <laughs> uh, water districts, uh, you know, uh, health departments, all those things to advertise to us? We're just throwing money away. Well, I find it interesting because I'm in the Medicare group, and every other ad on TV on every channel – including those that are not on your digital, uh, your Comcast, but all your digital antenna ones, every other ad is about the Medicare. You know, if you're, you're up for Medicare, um, I think we know that. And if you don't have it yet and you're 
you just retired. You better be talking because it took me three, almost three and a half months to finally, I think, we'll know tomorrow if it's actually going to work, uh, at a doctor's appointment that we have, my wife and I. And it took a long time to get it actually so it was functioning or should be functioning. Don't know yet. And same thing with your Social Security. When you're going to start drawing Social Security, start it. But gosh, do I need to see... Uh, 30 ads during the the nightly news, uh, Jeopardy and uh, Wheel of Fortune, to know that, gosh, maybe I ought to be talking to somebody about Medicare. So that's where the money's going. And, and that's, that's... That's a lot of money, by the way. That was just like COVID. How much COVID money went yeah. to marketing? And so the basically our government and the corporations are buying media favor mm-hmm. using our money. That's it, right. We're, we're, we're funding the bribes to <laughs> propagandize uh, the, the population. And where if you don't have enough money, the Medicaid is not keeping up with reimbursement rates. Mm-hmm. The uh, Social Security is not keeping up with inflation. Mm-hmm. And so we have all these government programs that are buying favor with the media, propagandizing the public. And then you go and you're like, uh, well, how come you can't find a doctor? Well, because the reimbursement rate's too low. Yeah. Well, maybe they should buy less advertising. Yeah, no, no kidding. And... and uh... <laughs> Oh well, <laughs> that's a whole other issue. That, that we we left city government to that, but that's that's really, um, in my view, where we're at. Looking at the the news of just last week or last month, look over the last decade of the the giant growth. Yep. Washington State added twenty seven billion dollars to their state budget. Up now it's seventy billion just in ten years. 27 billion growth in just 10 years. So look at the city of Spokane. City councils doubled their budget. You look at all of these entities and government entities that have doubled their budgets in just uh, the time of a decade. That's the problem. And they're not focusing on the real issues like you used to try to do on the council. Uh, yes. And, and talking about budgets that are out of hand. Boy, I don't know when you're, we're going to rein in the school districts or rein in the fire districts or rein in uh, whatever other districts out there that is a, a, its own government and actually gets way more money than the city or the entity they're protecting, uh, which is, to me, ludicrous. I'm out there doing everything. All they have to do, quote and unquote, is put out a fire. But they're responding to everything, and they take five vehicles to everywhere, ladder trucks to go get a hamburger at the, uh, for lunch and whatnot, at uh, 200 and, what did somebody tell me the other day, 200 and some dollars an hour. They're good for an X number of hours, and they're one and a half million dollars to replace today. Tomorrow, they'll be one and three quarter million. Well, that's the same problem with, you know. And with, it's just you, nuts. You, you know, it's unfortunate. You see that there's uh, elderly neighbors in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and there's obviously a health issue. Maybe mm-hmm. someone had a heart attack or, or something like that. And and four fire trucks show up. And the fire, for what? You know? Exactly. You, you think about these things and the cost. Well, of course, I want my neighbor's medical needs met. Sure. But there's got to be a better way than hauling 19,000 gallons of water in big trucks yeah. to a heart attack uh, patient, you know? You need rapid response, and, and I know that uh, that was suggested by the candidate that won in the Valley for the fire commission. Nonetheless, he won, and and his whole one of his main ideas was we need to get rapid response to the accidents, to the heart attacks, and so on. We don't need uh, 19 people there and five fire trucks and blocking off traffic and all the rest of it. We need to get immediate, fast response, 
get them stabilized, get an ambulance there so they can take them off. And that's another pet peeve of mine. The ambulances are way out of control, the AMR and all the rest of them. Now, there's a private corporation. I'm very much for business. Well, the problem is, is but, we've not allowed for competition. Yes. And we've, we've basically centralized the bargaining process for government contracts because there's only one contractor that can put in a bid because we've pushed all the rest of the possible yeah. uh, competition out. That's right. Exactly. Well, and, you know, you think about emergency response and how fast can you get an Uber? You know, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe the AMR needs to be more of a, an Uber style service so that instead of it going, you know, to New Jersey or wherever the corporate headquarters are, the money can stay local. Yeah. So government's going to have to be, uh, more inventive on some of those solutions. And unfortunately we're out of time for our, our interview today, but I think we're going to have to have Woodard back because we got to continue talking about a way forward because yes. the problems that we see, those costs that are uh, exorbitant and those government entities that are drowning in money that keep asking for more, we have to have solutions for those elected officials that are going to be running for office this year. It's a, it's a year the whole house of representatives are running here in Washington state and a bunch of the Senate. So it's time to make some decisions on who and how that money is spent. Thanks for coming in, Arnie. Well, thank you for having me again. It's always a pleasure to be here. And thanks for supporting the show, coming in and, and voicing your opinion. We need more people to come in and interview that are, are past, uh, you know, government officials because we don't have enough government officials that are speaking out while in office or afterwards. All that being said, we'll be with you folks again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye. You have been listening to Right Spokane Perspective. We are sponsored by Right Spokane Perspective LLC and made possible by advertisers you hear and contributions from listeners like you.